0: Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. This holiday season, the Tunnel to Towers Foundation delivers on its promise to do good and never forget the sacrifices America's greatest heroes have made for us with their annual season of hope between Thanksgiving and New Year's Eve, the foundation will deliver mortgage-free homes to dozens and dozens of America's catastrophically injured veterans, fallen first responder families, and Gold Star families. Bring hope to heroes. Donate $11 a month to Tunnel to Towers at t2t.org.
1: What is going on, Belly Up Sports fam? It's your favorite history teacher, Mr. Parker Ainsworth, here with another edition of FN Sports, the podcast where teachers grade sports' biggest issues. And today, we've got a fun episode for you all about footwear. Yes, a Fan Friday episode of FN Sports on footwear. Say that 10 times fast. (laughs) Anyway, uh, without further ado, let's dive into some sneakers. All right, so... If you were paying attention to Twitter on Thursday, you probably saw Nick DePaula tweet out that Nike and Kobe is back. Now, I'm not going to get into grammar there, but Nike plus Kobe is back. Vanessa Bryant confirmed the Kobe estate's new deal. We are excited to announce our partnership with Nike is going to continue. I know this is an inspiring moment for my husband and daughter's global fans, and I'm very appreciative. For each and every one of you. Now, worth pointing out here, this is a brand that is being based both around Kobe Bryant and Gigi Bryant, which makes it, you know, a very different feel than like the Jordan brand or the LeBron brand or, you know, I guess Adidas' big people right now would be Harden or, or whatever. Uh, it does feel a little bit different. Uh, but I want to break this down in full scale. I want to start with the fact that, like, I am a sneakerhead. Uh, as I sit in this room. While I have a a few pair of Kobe Bryant sneakers, I think the truth is that I don't have an exact count, but I've got somewhere around or just over 100 pairs sitting in the room, both some much more beat up. The beater pair are over here on a little bit different type of presentation versus the boxes, which have you know always been if you ever seen me in a video form podcast uh, the boxes sit behind me as I record because it's all in the same room but there's a bunch of boxes a bunch of different shoes and I try to keep them nice and clean so I want to talk about a little bit and then go into talking about Kobe's specifically and then talk about the journey it took to get us here very very specifically with Kobe Bryant shoes so let's break it all down All right, so, if you're listening to this and you're like, what? Kobe Bryant and Nike? I thought he was an Adidas guy. You're probably someone who's a little bit older than myself, but you're also a little right. Because in the 1990s, when Kobe first came on the scene as a high school kid, again, he was not old enough to sign (laughs) his Lakers contract without a parent signature as well. He needed a parental guardian because he was technically just 17 and it was an employment contract. Anyway, his Adidas deal pops off with a bunch of money through, uh, again, offered to a high school kid, and he ends up changing from Adidas. Now, he had a couple of sneakers that Adidas has retroed multiple times under various non-specific names, like the Crazy Eight or whatever, but Adidas drops Kobe Bryant amidst all of the 2003 scandal, right? The uh, Aurora, Colorado case and all of those things, but while this is not like the show to... Do a lot of legislation. We're talking about the shoes and the sneakers, and frankly, we're talking about Gigi and the sneakers as well. I will say that Adidas had this connection to Kobe Bryant because it felt like they'd scouted him at their ABCD camps. They played a big role in him getting to the pros in general. They signed him for a six deal, $40 million contract when he, again, was 17 years old, right? Like, this is really, really a company putting all of their faith into a kid. They were putting similar faith into LeBron James for whatever that's worth. A couple years later, when they did all of their different types of sponsorships and endorsements of his high school team. That was very much a leap of faith to try to pull him into Adidas. Obviously, it didn't work out, and he went with Nike. And in 2003, amidst a bunch of people dropping their endorsement deals with Kobe Bryant, uh, Adidas dropped him, and somewhat controversially, I think people forget, Nike picks him up. Nike signs him for a 45, uh, uh, I think it was five years, yeah, five years, $45 million contract, just before everything goes super public on the incident. Uh, that all happens around the same time. He technically is a sneaker-free agent for a while because Nike's like, whoa, whoa, we got to see how this goes. He wears a bunch of different sneakers for the course of a year, and then he ends up getting his own sneaker shortly thereafter. Now, I'm not going to say that the Kobe 1, 2, or 3 weren't fashionable. Frankly, one of my guys, PJ Tucker, wears that big waffle print Kobe 3 a lot as he's retroing old Nikes, um, but it I think the big move for Kobe in sneakers came when he went from the Kobe 3 to the Kobe 4. Now, if you're buying into backstories and whatnot, apparently right before the Kobe 3 and Kobe's whole thing the whole time was he wanted as light a shoe as possible that was still functional, safe, and somewhat fashionable. Uh, The Kobe 3 had the waffle print on the side. It was a way to, like, encapsulate the foot, and it, again, like, was very distinct. It's got a giant, giant waffle thing up and down both sides. Kobe came to the people and was like, I want an even lighter shoe. And at some point, Nike was just like, listen, the only way to make this lighter is to cut some of it off. And they did some research and market research. And really, this was kind of the start of, Steve Nash had done it some too, but for a player to have a signature sneaker that was a low top, right? You could buy low top Jordans, but you could not buy the Jordans that he played in, in a low top, right? You, You could buy low top Converse, but those weren't the ones that you saw Magic or Bird or whatever in. But Kobe and Nike did some research and came up with this idea for a heel cup. And this heel cup fits in the back and actually holds your ankle more stable than a high top. Don't tell the old heads that. But it holds your ankle more stable than a high top. And so the low top sneaker movement starts with the Kobe Four in like 2000. I guess it comes out in for retail like 09. I think that's right. That's about my senior high school. And the low top Kobe's, I'm telling you, take off. They're low top. They have big swooshes on the side. They're functional and fashionable. And he has a number of different colorways. Things like Bruce Lee's, and he has various different like throwbacks to like blue Lakers jerseys. He does some for his old like maroon and white high school stuff. Like he really, really runs with this idea of a fashionable, functional, low top basketball shoe. And it becomes a shoe that you can wear out and about. It's a low top sneaker. It becomes a shoe that's recognizable because it's a basketball shoe with a giant swoosh on the side. And it also becomes a shoe that like is top of the line elite as far as the technology and innovation goes in footwear. It's lightweight, super hard cup gel in the back, uh, gel heel cup in the back. Uh, the forefront of the foot has all the kind of sides to paneling. So we can plan off going both ways. It's really built almost to like grip the floor, like a cleat would in the field in, in that way. Um, and all of those things lead to Kobe's being, the thing people are playing in from like 2000 and uh, the low tops come out again in 09 until today, right? That's that's a big, big move. When you're watching guys play over and over again, Nike, uh, Nike and ESPN have both done the publishing on this, but more players wear Kobe's than any other signature sneaker in the NBA because of this, right? It's a big Nike league and it's also identifiable... Fashionable, etc. Um, it also has led to, after a Kobe would come out, things like the Bruce Lee's, things like the Mambas, which had like a snakeskin looking material, they would also hit the Risa market and really, really boom that's when Kobe was alive. They would still really, really boom, right? And Kobe apparently, if you believe reporting, was not a super big fan of that, but that was what would happen with Kobe Bryant memorabilia and Kobe Bryant sneakers is Nike would sell out, like, oh no, we're out, and then you'd see resale markets double and triple the price. Following Kobe Bryant's tragic death, obviously, if you're listening to this, you probably heard, but Kobe Bryant and his daughter did pass away amongst a handful of other people in a helicopter accident a couple years back at this point. Uh, literally within hours after that you saw triple quadruple and even like quintuple of the prices on things like StockX, x app ebay whatever all of your different kobe sneakers were just shooting up in price people could not pay enough money. like they were just so such 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 high price tags and while that is because they're collectibles the same way anything happens that re- that resale market boom surrounding his tragic death really, really rubbed Vanessa the wrong way. So the pandemic hit, right? Cause Kobe Bryant dies in January, 2020, March of 2020, the whole world shuts down in anticipation of the bubble happening, right? The NBA restart bubble happened that late summer, early fall, Vanessa as the operating person of the Kobe Bryant state worked with Nike and they orchestrate a big rollout of new Kobe memorabilia, you know, Black jerseys that have eight on the front, a 24 in the back, and all kinds of cool black and gold Nike Mamba stuff, right? Because Kobe Bryant is the black Mamba. He wants the black snakeskin stuff or whatever, right? And it's all, frankly, very, very cool stuff. It sells out in less than a minute. Like I'm talking seconds before you can no longer get it through Nike's apps and online and in stores. It's gone as fast as on the shelves, it's coming right back off because it's all getting sold so, so fast. And the resale market, Booms again, right? Of course it does. These jerseys that you could have bought for about $100 are now going for four, five, six. And that disgusts Vanessa. Vanessa Bryant can't really fathom as to why Nike would limit what fans can and can't get this because Kobe Bryant has so many fans. She wants all of those fans to have access to Kobe Bryant material. Now, obviously, like you could argue with them, why are you saying the price tag at $100 to begin with? And that's probably a little fair. But if you have trouble getting the $100 for a normal NBA jersey or the Kobe Bryant jersey or whatever, you damn sure have trouble finding the $500 for it on resale market. And that's the part that Vanessa really, really has trouble with because that's antithetical to what she saw her husband do, right? Kobe Bryant always talked about all the injuries he played with because of the person that saved up a bunch of money to buy game tickets and he wanted to make sure if they bought tickets to a Laker game, he was doing his damnedest to get on the floor for that one person in the stands that saved up a bunch of money to get to that game, right? That was a big, big deal to him as a player. He earned the Iron Man kind of aura because of that idea, right? There's all kinds of cool graphics about like all the different broken fingers and pulled ligaments and this and that and his hands and this ankle and that knee and whatever. And, and like the most iconic, I guess, visualization of this is once he's torn his Achilles, you get a zoom in of his foot and it looks fairly, <laughs> no, not punch. Pun it, you know, pun notwithstanding because it is a sneakers episode, but a close in of his foot. He's clearly got a bad Achilles injury in the back. He's clearly in a lot of pain and grimacing. He walks out there. He makes his two free throws for walking on the floor. Like that's who Kobe Bryant was because in his own words, he wanted his fans to get to see him play. They were fans of his play. And Vanessa sees all of these Kobe Bryant fans being excluded from getting Kobe Bryant Merch, for lack of a better phrase, right? And she's got a real big problem with that. And so when the Nike deal ran out in April of 2021, Vanessa does not re-up the Nike deal as the director of the Bryant estate. She has that big of a problem with how Nike orchestrated that and how exclusive Nike was making this. Now, never mind that we've got some intel and some insights as to how, you know, some Nike people on the inside are taking their, you know, worker bee share and then distributing on resales and getting rich. We've also got some intel that there may or may not be, you know, if you read Mike Sykes enough that there's some look into like are Nike operating some of these resale bots as well. And like intentionally jacking up the resale price because it makes their own resale bots more valuable, whatever the case may be. I'm not going to go too, too conspiracy theorist there, but Mike Sykes makes it feel like it's not a conspiracy. So maybe go read that if you're a sneaker person. Uh, But Vanessa, for all of those reasons, pulls out and Nike no longer sells Kobe Bryant stuff, which for like the layperson like us kind of sucks, right? Like people like Nike shoes, people like Kobe Bryant shoes. Selfishly, again, if you listen to the show in the past, you know, I'm not the big Kobe Bryant guy. I did like his sneakers, and while I kind of wrestled with how to wear his sneakers at parts of my life because of the stuff that happened in Colorado and and stuff like that, and, you know, you know in a more or fun kind of way, I guess there's also stuff about him being a Laker and I'm a Rockets guy and the 2009 Western Conference playoffs and all those kinds of things too, I do enjoy... The fashionable like Bruce Lee sneakers, the snakeskin nines, the the different. I I think I have. They're called the Kobe ADs, like Bordeaux, because they're like wine colored, based on his times in Italy, and those kinds. Like there are fun Kobe sneakers, and as a sneakerhead, I I frankly have gotten into some of that stuff as well. Even though I'm not this big Kobe Bryant fan, there's like this weird sneaker culture surrounding him. The scarcity affects a guy like me because it's hard to get them only ones that are being made are the ones that were out there because Vanessa breaks the deal. And so all of a sudden, the ones that are out there start going from $400, $500 in resale market to $800, $900. And the ones that were $600, $700 in the resale market are now going to $1,200, $1,500. And things are just jacking, jacking, jacking up because you can't find these anymore. So that's happening. I'm a layperson. I have no real power or say in this. Frankly, as you're listening to this, I'm a dude with a microphone in a room with a bunch of tinkers around him. The problem for the NBA and Nike became all of their Nike athletes because they were no longer able to sell or produce Kobe Bryant merch had to operate on all backstock. They could not make any more stuff. So guys like Devin Booker, who exclusively play in Kobe's, guys like Anthony Davis, who exclusively play in Kobe's, right? All these Nike athletes, because again, ESPN did the research through the boardroom in Nick DePaula, Kobe Bryant sneakers are worn more on NBA floors than Jordan's, LeBron's, Harden's, etc. Right? Kobe Bryant sneakers are worn more by choice even before his death. Obviously, there's an uptick afterwards because everyone wants to be nostalgic and whatnot. But even before his death, it was the most worn signature sneaker if you include all the silhouettes. That's problematic and a lot of fronts for Nike because all of those Nike athletes are pissed. They are finding every possible reset, And these are guys with millions and millions and millions of dollars. The price tag is not the issue. But if you're Anthony Davis and you wear size 17, and there is no more new Kobe Bryant Nike sneakers coming out, you really, really have a problem. Because at some point, you're wearing through the ones you've got. They're getting torn up because basketball players are on their feet in them, wearing them playing basketball for hours at a time every day. And you're like... Nike, I need more kicks. And Nike's like, Ugh, we can't make those and we're kind of out. And then Anthony Davis is like, then why am I on your sneaker deal? If I'm going to have to go pay a bunch of money for these sneakers in the first place. And then they go, look, and they're in a whole bunch of 17s out there. There aren't that many. Like NBA players, if you look at them, I mean – they're six two and taller, and people that are six two and taller typically wear like size thirteen and up. Like the idea you have an NBA player like that can wear a normal size ten sneaker off the shelf in a store is not happening. I'm a six foot guy and I wear a twelve. Like the realistically speaking, those guys are looking for sneakers in different ways anyway, and now they're having to look for those sneakers in even more different ways and having trouble finding them because there just aren't many of them out there, and that becomes a real problem. Now, the press release did not say that that was a driving factor. This entirely me me reading between lines, but man, I cannot imagine the pressure that Nike executives are feeling if all these Nike players are upset that they can't find the sneakers they want to play in. I imagine that gives a lot of power to Vanessa, especially as during the departure from Nike, Vanessa makes a much more charitable Mamba brand and I have a sweatshirt sitting right here now I'm not wearing it right now it's a little warm here but that's because it's Texas I have a Mamba brand sweatshirt too that goes with some of my Kobe Bryant sneakers but the fear for Nike was like oh crap she's going to find some way to get this done without us because she was filing suit with people making limited fakes of different Kobe Bryant sneakers, and she was making sure and be, minding the p's and q's that Nike did not make any like offshoot Mamba or offshoot Snake or offshoot Venom or whatever kinds of things they wanted to do that were like Kobe Bryant esque as well. She was making sure that all of those trademarks stayed within her and her family's control, and she was then using those same trademark logos to make her own merch because, frankly and she didn't have to send the proceeds to charity, but she did lay out that same mentality we do here at FN Sports. You can check out our merch store, all this stuff goes to charity. But all of her merch then went back to youth basketball in L.A., went back to youth basketball in Southern California, went to girls' youth basketball specifically because of the GG and those kinds of things, too. And that really appears to be important to her. She wants access. She wants charity. She wants the name out there. And... She's pushing that while Nike's hearing on the back end. I'm putting pieces together and thinking that that means a a deal was made that was more favorable to Vanessa than Nike might have hoped for.
0: Okay, Parker. So the thesis statement for this commercial is James Harden has the best beard in sports. What do you think about that thesis statement?
1: Oh, I give it an A. You know, as a Houston guy, we we seem to have an affinity for our beards between guys like him, Dallas Keiko, lots of big beards in the Houston area. What do you think about the thesis?
0: So, I'm a Jets fan, and I absolutely love the beard that Ryan Fitzpatrick has. So, maybe I would give Ryan Fitzpatrick the nod over James Harden. But, you're talking to a couple of bearded teachers, and we know a thing or two about making sure that you maintain that mane. So, check out The Beard Struggle. The Beard Struggle, they make oils, they make bombs, they even have this heated comb to make sure that you get your beard straight so that you're looking fresh
1: i know i've really enjoyed using the oil they make for my quarantine beard of sorts it's nice and long these days but It helps <laughs> keep it nice and healthy and hydrated and if you're listening to our show you can use fn sports 15 and get 15 off your oils your balms or shampoos conditioners whatever you need to use to keep your beard looking healthy
0: absolutely check out the beard struggle at thebeardstruggle.com whether you're just starting to grow or you have a luscious mane already the beard struggle's got all the products that you need the beard struggle feast your face
1: so what does this new nike deal really mean i mean if if Vanessa's going to get what she wants out of it what does it look like it's going to include uh first of all i want to point out that this is as she says in her statement, as she says on Instagram, and as she continues to push a brand that is honoring both Kobe Bryant and Gigi Bryant. So if you were a person in 2004 or 2005 that had the same moral conundrum with Kobe Bryant sneakers that I might have had, you're not going to have those with Gigi Bryant. So this is expanding the audience, I think, in a very important way. It's also, again, keeping the daughter's memory alive because we had what is it, if he started playing in 1997, we had more than 20, around 20 years of Kobe Bryant memories to ourselves. Gigi's the one who, like, we have the limited memory of. There's a lot less of her to remind, a lot less out there to remind us of Gigi, and this is a brand that can help keep her memory alive, right? It also, I think, points out, it's worth pointing out that uh, president of, CEO of Nike right now, John Donahoe, he wants to keep this beyond just basketball. Gigi, in a weird way, in the push that Bryant fan was making in women's sports, kind of represents a more like female sports figure beyond just hoops. And that, I would hope, is also potentially where this is going. I also think that it's interesting to point out, like Vanessa wins here, not just because she gets to keep the brand, not just because the family estate is going to keep making money off the brand, not just because... She, you know, bucked Nike and they had to buck back and couldn't do anything about it. Uh, She wins here because the brand itself, the new version of the Nike Kobe Bryant brand, the Mamba brand, is going to work with her and their family and their estate to establish youth basketball centers across Southern California. Uh, They're making all kinds of Mamba mentality type centers and stuff like that to keep basketball growing in Southern California where the family obviously made their home after 1997 when Kobe was drafted and it will also keep pushing this idea for youth girls basketball in a way that like you're starting to see a bigger bigger and push in some of the EYBL brands and stuff like that this is another big push for that as well because that is where the game is going and that frankly if you were like following the last few years of Kobe Bryant's life is probably authentically something he would have been Pushing for, and I think that's an important win here for Vanessa and the Bryant family estate. That the same guy who made the orange hoodie popular because he wore it on the sideline of a Lakers game is now pushing women's basketball even after his death, right? That's an important move for the Bryant brand, and that's an important move for Nike as well to be honoring what Kobe might have actually wanted. Now, if the goal is to do what Kobe actually wanted, I also think we're about to get some benefits as consumers of this as well. And this is completely conjecture. This is not in the DePaula article. This is not in the CNN article. But Vanessa always argued that Kobe wanted everyone to have access to his stuff. He didn't want exclusives. He didn't want limited retail. He didn't want to, you know, rely on resale markets to jack up the value of things. Kobe wanted all of his fans to have access to him. That's the whole deal about him playing in every game, Right. Vanessa also got upset about that and pulled out of the Nike brand in 2021 because of that. So I'd imagine she won on all these other fronts. When we start seeing the stuff get released, like the debut sneaker, we should point out here that the debut sneaker comes out on May 1st, 2022, which would have been, been Gigi's 16th birthday, as, as like gut wrenching as that is. Um, would have been 16th birthday is like really hard to swallow. Um, but the shoe is a black and white Kobe six with the Mamba mentality logo on the back, which is the AAU program that he was running that Gigi and her friends played on in LA. Uh, it's black and white, got the logo on the back. It's also got the number two on the side in gold. Uh, that was Gigi's number. If you were following things like that. And at the heel of one, it says Kobe and the heel of the other, it says Gigi. Now, if they're going to continue to push these things that Vanessa wants, I'd imagine that those kinds of sneakers will also get pushed at least in large production numbers. Maybe not like the kind of thing that they just have extra sitting on the shelves, like a normal Nike Air Force One. You know, the all whites just they just keep a backlog of. But I will say that I'd imagine this is not the kind of thing where they're only going to release. 24,000, and you got to be one of the lucky 24,000 people in a 330 million person America that buys these things. I'd imagine that if Vanessa really is winning this deal like it looks like she is, as a fan, we're going to have a lot of Kobe Bryant sneakers that are at least as easy to get as anything else on sneakers is, right? If you're on the sneakers app, shout out to sneakers app, actually won one today, yes, Jordan 3 Muslins. But if you are on the sneakers app, trying to get a pair of sneakers, I don't imagine the Kobe's being significantly harder than any other normal, you know, not exclusive but like coveted sneakers drop, right? And I think that's important in the grand scheme of things here because that isn't if that is the way this goes, a win for Vanessa, a win for us, a win for the sneakerheads, and really a win for everyone except the resellers, but screw the resellers anyway. As Nike and Kobe and Vanessa are spreading the Mamba mentality, I think it's worth pointing out that there's something more than swag happening here. Kobe Bryant sneakers are an entire generation, if not more than ones, version of the Air Jordans, right? Uh, I've said this before. I'll say it again. I'll say it until I'm blue in the face. Kobe Bryant was your favorite player's favorite player. If you are currently watching Devin Booker go on an MVP type of campaign, he's doing it in Kobe's. There is no Devin Booker signature sneaker. If you like Devin Booker, you like a guy that plays in these shoes. If you want to have the shoes of the same guy, you're getting probably purple or orange Kobe's. Uh, Giannis Antetokounmpo does have his own signature sneaker now. Until he had his own, he wore Kobe's. Once he got his own, it was based on the same low-top and heel cup, and those kinds of things, as Kobe's. If you like Anthony Davis, you also, your favorite player, is out there playing in Kobe's. Julius Randle, New York Knicks, Kobe's. DeMar DeRozan, Chicago Bulls, Kobe's. Like, all of these guys, even insert random starter on, like, the Golden State Warriors, like, guys that you enjoy watching play are out here playing in Kobe's. And this deal opens up that culture back to people that can't pay $1,200, $1,500 for some random pair of 15s on a resale site, right? This is opening that back up because this is an entire generation that liked Kobe Bryant playing in the NBA. And that means everyone growing up watching their favorite players now are watching guys play in Kobe's. The same way that, like, I remember sitting around in, like, 2005 watching dudes play in, like, retro Jordans or Jordan 11s, and thinking, oh, man, that's so cool, and I want a pair of Jordan 11s now, and those kinds of things. Those guys grew up watching Michael Jordan, and then I wanted to wear the Jordans because they wore the Jordans. Guys that are playing in the NBA now grew up watching Kobe, because Kobe played from, like, 97 to 2016, and they grew up in that time, because they're in their mid-20s now, and all of the kids now watch those guys play and they aren't wearing signature sneakers they're wearing kobe's and so all of them also want to emulate and be a part of that this idea of fandom and diving in and being like your favorite player having wanting some connection to your favorite player Footwear has a weird way to do that, whether it's the lore of the wings of the Jordan brand or the old Converse ad that had all the different NBA players from Isaiah Thomas to Magic to Bird, etc. Like, whatever the case may be, if you're, you know, a a Reebok Pumps guy or or the the hip-hop Iverson commercials were super, super cool with the zip-ups on the front and all those different things, getting the sneakers is a weird way, but a very common and popular way to be a fan, right? Being a fan of your favorite guy. Get into Giannis' because you like Giannis. Shoot, Under Armour has made an entire living off the fact that people like Steph Curry. Steph Curry wore Nike for a number of years, but then got a giant Under Armour deal right before things got big. And now, Under Armour has an entire basketball line and sponsors entire college basketball teams. It has an entire AAU program that is all based around this idea that, like, The kids wanted the Steph Curry shoes, right? The idea of fandom and footwear and this Kobe opening this, the Kobe Bryant estate, I should say, open this back up for us. Thank you to Vanessa is all very, very powerful for fans. As we dive back into this folklore type of brand, the Kobe Bryant basketball shoe. And so shout out to Vanessa. We could give Vanessa the biggest of gold stars for a number of different things, whether it's the strength of her speech to the hall of fame or whatever, but, man, as a sneakerhead, today's gold star for Vanessa goes to opening back up the Nike Kobe Bryant line. Friends, that's all we got for you today. Do you feel like you have some sort of an understanding about what all the footwear news is on Twitter? Speaking of Twitter, you can find me and my personal stuff on Twitter and Instagram at Painsworth512. That's P-A-I-N-S-W-O-R-T-H 512 on Instagram and Twitter on the latest thing I think I post on Twitter. is actually that I just got a hit on sneakers. So shout out to the sneakers app for usually failing me, but not failing me today. You can find this show on Instagram and Twitter on the Instagram. We're at F underscore N underscore sports. Again, that is at F underscore N underscore sports on Instagram on Twitter. We're at F in sports too. It's F I N -S S B R T S number two, all one word on Twitter. On both of those social media handles, you be got to go through and find the link tree. On the link tree, in the bio, you'll be able to find all of our different sponsors, whether that's my bookie, where you can use code Sports W deposit, up to a thousand US dollars. Use code FNSPORTS15 at the Beard Struggle to get all your beard supplies. You can also find the link to our Yeti store there. You can find all your insulated cups, coolers, and koozies. Below all that, you'll also find a link to our merch store. you find access to all your different t-shirts and hoodies, money for those go to charitable causes. The month of March is Women's History Month, so we're giving out or we're selling, I should say, orange hoodies and t-shirts in honor of Women's History, and all the proceeds from that go to Planned Parenthood of Greater Texas. Getting ready for April, if you want to order today and get your stuff in by April 1st, our April Campaign will be the puzzle campaign because it's Autism Awareness Month. All proceeds from the puzzle piece T-shirt will go to Autism Speaks, which helps give different supplies and resources to people that need support with their various autism or spectrum type of things. So shout out to them, the work they do. So make sure you check that out on our link tree, which again is on the bi- or in the bio of all of our social media handles. Make sure you like, download, subscribe, rate, review. Do all the wonderful things out with the podcast. Do on a couple different channels. Whatever you do when it comes to sports, don't flunk with us. Later, guys.